0: Hey folks, and welcome back to another Blue Light podcast. I'm Brendan from Blue Light, and this is the only place you need to be to get all the latest updates and news on police recruitment, and now more than ever, not just police recruitment, but also how to succeed once you're in this amazing career, this amazing, amazing career, in both in terms of things like promotion, specialist interviews, and transferring from one force to another. So in today's podcast, I'm going to share with you One of the chapters from my new book, I think this is going to be chapter 18, and it's some sample interview questions that you could well get asked at your final interview for being a police officer. Actually, because these are all based at level one of the competency and values framework, if you're a serving police officer, you could get asked these questions as well when you go for a specialist um, roles, or go for a promotion, or transfer from one force to another. So, well worth listening to, whether you are in the police recruitment process, or you are Already in the police service and what I look at is uh, the sort of questions that you're going to get asked and I break them down into sort of the behaviors that you need to explain and include because these will form part of the marking guide anyway more about it in the podcast uh, that follows and remember this is a chapter from my new book how to succeed in the police recruitment process even when you have no idea where to start in your preparation it's out soon I can't wait I'm so excited just got a couple of more things to complete a little bit of work to do on the layout and then it's going to be out there priced at just £4.99 can you believe that £4.99 so that is how much it's going to be how long I can hold on to that price for I don't know but I'm so excited I hope you are too and I'll catch up with you in the next podcast stand by for the next chapter speak to you soon hey folks and welcome back to this next chapter this next podcast in your book how to succeed in the police recruitment process even if you have no idea where to start in your preparation. So in this chapter we're going to build on the last one where we took a look at how we're going to structure the answers to our final interview questions especially the ones that start off with please can you tell me about a time when. So these are the sort of questions that are going to explore your previous behaviors against the behaviors required of you as a police officer from the competency and values framework now as I've said before this isn't about knowing your competencies it's not about reeling off a load of buzzwords from the competency and values framework so what I'm going to do in this chapter in this podcast is I'm going to give you um, a sample a set of questions that you could get asked i'm going to give you two of the values out of the four of them and i'm going to give you two of the competencies out of the oh no seven of them eight of them anyway something like that so i'm just going to give you some examples and if you'd like to find out more if you'd like to see all of my question bank that i put together to help those people who have in the past have been incredibly successful then please do go to the offer wall at the end of this chapter, at the end of every chapter, and you'll see some amazing offers to come and work personally with me where you're gonna get a full set of questions and a question bank and the opportunity to practise with me in my workshops. Uh, That's the thing that really guarantees a pass. So anyway, to the questions that you are going to be asked. Well, I'm not gonna guarantee that you're definitely going to be asked these questions, but these are the sort of questions that commonly get asked And we're going to start with the value of impartiality. So the question could be, please can you tell me about a time when you've had to deal with a conflict situation or a difficult situation that required you to mediate between two people? So it could be phrased anything like that. Please can you tell me about a time when you've had to deal with a conflict situation? Please can you tell me about a time when you've had to deal with a situation where you've had to mediate between others? or to help others come to a common understanding? Really quite a tough question. Now, you know the actual structure, um, but one thing I'd urge you here is don't approach this from a physical conflict perspective. They're looking for how you've managed a disagreement between you and another person, or between two people. Physical conflicts are not going to enable you to demonstrate the supplementary points. And remember, these supplementary points are from the behaviours within the Uh, value that's listed in the competency and values framework and one of the things I've done is I've turned it into something called plain English so you can actually understand it. So in your answer you should include the following points and these will form the basis by the way of the marking guide that the College of Policing uses. First one, how did you take into account the needs of the other? How did you ensure that the actions you took or proposed were fair? How did you ensure that the other had an opportunity to express their views? How did you ensure that you were consistent with your communication stroke message? How did you go about ensuring that the other felt they were being listened to? And think about the questions you, were asked, you asked them and how you either made a note of those answers or used active listening to reflect back your understanding. And how did you ensure that your decision was fair? So there you go, folks. Impartiality, one of the first, excuse me, actually the first value. I'm going to move on to the next value of integrity. I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get asked a question around this, by the way. And the questions could be along the lines of, please, can you tell me about a time when you've done the right thing, even when a different option would have been easier? Or... Please, can you tell me about a time when you've challenged inappropriate behaviour or actions? Now, a uh, key point here is they are not looking for, if it, when it comes to challenging inappropriate behaviour or actions, they're not so much looking for you challenging the inappropriate behaviour or actions of, let's say, for example, a customer. Or you're, if you're a special constable, someone out on the streets at 11 o'clock at night who's shouting and screaming and swearing. No, when you look at the actual value itself in the CVF, it talks about challenging the inappropriate behaviour of colleagues. So if you've got an example where you've challenged the inappropriate behaviour of colleagues, you've got a far stronger answer. And you might be thinking, I've not had that opportunity yet. Oh, yes, you have. Please don't try and persuade me that throughout your life, there's not been an opportunity to challenge a colleague or a fellow student or someone volunteers with you. You've not had the opportunity to challenge their behaviour because it's been inappropriate in some way. And it doesn't have to be sexism, it doesn't have to be racism. It could just be just someone not following policy or someone taking a shortcut or someone like one of my uh, clients gave an example very recently of someone who is clocking in half an hour late almost every day, especially during the week. And um, they challenged that behaviour and they helped that person because actually what was revealed when they challenged the behaviour was that it had some welfare needs. So you have had the opportunity, if you've not actually challenged the behaviour, then start thinking about, right, well, I need to actually almost engineer this to happen. I need to wait for someone to do something inappropriate and then I'm going to challenge them. Anyway, this isn't about getting people a psych, it's about supporting people, helping people, because a lot of the time when people do something called an inappropriate behaviour it's because they either don't know it's inappropriate or they've got some other reasons, like I outlined before, someone actually had a welfare problem and that's why they were turning up late and they should have talked to their manager about the welfare problem before the behaviour needed challenging. So anyway, the supplementary points, these will form the basis of the marking guide, Uh, what guidelines or advice advice or policy did you refer to and how did you source that information what consideration did you give to the reputation of the organization you were part of and how did you ensure that you weren't overbearing or disrespectful of others so there you go there's some behavioral statements which will probably form part of the marking guide so let's move on to some of the competencies Um, Let's look at we are emotionally aware. That's a really interesting one. So let's uh, look. I've got, got quite a few examples here on my question bank. Um, let's look at this one. This is a popular one, actually, in, in police circles. Uh, this one's been asked on so many specialist interviews that I've actually run um, as a police officer, interviewing other police officers for specialist roles. And then it gets asked on promotion boards. And then it gets asked at, it gets asked at force final interview as well. So the competency is we are emotionally aware. And the question is, please, can you tell me about a time when you've changed the style of your approach or communication to meet the needs of someone else's status? Or to meet someone else's needs, it could be worded any, anything like that. And what you should be thinking about here is protected characteristics: the cultural issues, religious issues, uh, race, sexual orientation, marital status, beliefs. And it's this is about this part of this is about equality. And some of you might be thinking, and I've I've heard people say this on my one to ones and my practice sessions. I've said equality is about treating people equally. No, it isn't equality is about treating people according to their needs so this is what this one is about how do you treat people according to their needs so supplementary points quite a few of them here how did you actually treat the other person with respect tolerance and compassion how did you seek to understand the other person's perspective values or beliefs how did you remain calm how did you control your own emotions How did you deal with any stress or pressure? How did you ask for support if it was required? How did you go about understanding the other person's beliefs or their values? And think here about asking them questions. You know, that's the best way of understanding other people's beliefs or values is ask them questions. What sort of questions did you ask them? How did you ensure that your communication was clear and simple so it could be understood by others? How did you go about trying to understand the thoughts and concerns of others, even when they couldn't express themselves clearly? And this is about thinking about the open questions you used or how you actually ask those open questions in a different way. But this is about people that might be confused or vulnerable for some reason, and they just can't explain their thoughts and concerns. How did you go about trying to understand them? So there you go, quite a lot of supplementary points there, but if you can include as many of those as possible in your answer, then you will be awesome. So let's take a look at the next competency. We deliver, support and inspire. And the question won't be, please can you tell me about a time when you've inspired someone else? Um, Because when you look at the behaviors, it's about something else. It's not quite deliver, support and inspire. They should have called it something else. I'm not quite sure what, but they should have called it something else. So I'll give you a couple of sample questions here. Uh, please can you tell me about a time when you've taken on a challenging task? Please can you tell me about a time when you have worked on a task to a challenging deadline or under pressure? And there they want you to talk about how you prioritised, how you looked at um, importance and urgency and how you prioritised based on that. Uh, next question, please can you tell me about a time when you've had to overcome an obstacle in order to achieve something? That's a really interesting one that and actually um, just covered that one recently on a one-to-one with one of my clients who was preparing for a final interview Um, before they came to me that actually failed a final interview for a particular force and that was one of the questions that he failed on. Can you tell me about a time when you've had to overcome obstacles in order to achieve an outcome? So there's other supplementary points here, which are gonna form part of the marking guide. And remember all of these supplementary points are from the behaviors within the competencies or the values, I've just translated them into something that's more understandable for you. So how did you know that your efforts contributed to the organization's aim? How did you ensure that what you were doing was both efficient and effective? How did you deal with any obstacles? How did you keep up with any organisational or external uh, changes? And to what extent did other people see you as a role model? And how did you develop yourself as a role model? So there you go, some quite challenging, challenging behaviours there. And if you think about that role model thing, you know, there's no point in deciding I'm going to be a role model and demonstrate the sort of behaviours expected of police officers when I apply to join the police. You should be doing this now, okay? You should be doing this now. So one of the things that you should be doing a lot of is actually demonstrating these behaviours in the here and now, not just waiting until you apply to join the police. And this requires you to really step up to the plate because it's not easy to be a role model sometimes. Sometimes it's easier just to go along with the flow and to go along with what other people are doing. It's far harder to actually be that role model. So how did you develop yourself as a role model and to what extent do other people see you as a role model? Really important part of Deliver, Support and Inspire. So there you go, folks. I hope you've found that of use. Some sample questions there for you for the um, types of questions that you're going to get asked that start with, please, can you tell me about a time? Other competencies, we analyse critically, we are collaborative. Let's see what else we've got. We take ownership, we're innovative and open-minded and we also have two more values in the question bank public service and also transparency now one of the things i urge you to do folks is please join join the course join the course access that that question bank and start practicing start practicing first of all write down your answers and uh, start framing them around the salku um, model that i've already provided you with and then start practicing the, the, the best thing you can start doing is starting to practice. Just practice and start practicing now and practice every day. Take some action every day that's going to take you closer and closer to where you're going to come across on your interview as someone who's authentic, emotional, structured, you've got a detailed approach, and you're interesting. You're interesting and you show potential. That's what we're doing. And that you're confident as well, as opposed to sounding rehearsed. And that's only going to come through practice. So, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this, got a lot out of it. I look forward to seeing you, not so much seeing you, but I look forward to joining you in the next podcast, in the next chapter. Catch up with you then.